Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. We got a special guest named Alex. And we just watched a movie called Howard the Duck. Folks, this movie is for the birds. I love celebrating my Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Parker, do you have any news? I'm so glad you asked. You know, we watched a comic book movie today. And, Chris, as you know, comic book movies are kind of a big deal. So Aquaman made a lot of money, right? Are you aware of this? Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Are you aware of that movie? So, some dude in charge of Warner Brothers, I don't, none of their names matter. It's like, you know what, guys? We learned a lot of lessons. We're not going to try and copy Marvel. We're just trying to tell, like, individual stories, you know. That kind of, they'll link together a little bit, but it's just individual stories telling their own story. Everything's good, great. Then three days later, Geeks Worldwide reported a rumor about Harley Quinn's future in the DC Extended Universe. According to the site, Warner Brothers is looking to make it the first installment of a three-part story focused on the character. Harley Quinn trilogy coming your way, Chris. How do you feel about that? Did you say that the source was Geeks Worldwide? <laughs> I sure did. I absolutely left that in. <laughs> a bunch of people wanted... who can't get lead telling me about Harley Quinn. <laughs> I wanted to maximize that for your enjoyment. Thank you so much. How do you feel about a Harley guys, Quinn trilogy? I... Guys, <laughs> if it wasn't for the Geeks Worldwide, we never would have learned about Eddie Gordo's fights. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this wacky guy. No, uh, that's not going to happen. You're making stuff up. Any real news? No fake news, remember. So Ghostbusters is coming no, back. <laughs> Did someone say Gremlins 3? What? Is it directed <laughs> by the same guy who did the originals? Because I think he's still alive. Dante is very much still alive. <laughs> he's not working. I don't know, I was scrolling through, scroll through Twitter and saw a tweet that said, Hey, the Gremlins 3 script is finished. It's promised to be just as dark as the original. And then I blacked out for three days. Uh, I couldn't Same. tell you what happened Parker, afterwards. Parker, be honest with yourself. It's, it's Gremlins 4, because Small Soldiers was essentially Gremlins 3. Future episode. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, future episode. <laughs> I right? mean, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'm glad we all know that. Can we double feature that with Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We came out yes. in the two years. Audible? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else come to mind? Please be gentle. I don't really have any news. Do you want to hear about a horribly embarrassing thing that happened to me this week? Oh, what happened? Absolutely. Okay, good. So in lieu of news, here's this. So I go to the store to buy some food. I go up to the deli counter. The guy takes one look at me, he, and he says out loud, Ah, flannel and a beard. You must want bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that was my week. Hey, what'd you guys watch? <laughs> Okay, tell you what, I'll go first here. Uh, I got I got some movies that are actually kind of worth talking about, 
And the first one on Must be nice. The first one on my list is <laughs> First one on my list is a movie called In the Realm of the Senses. This is one of the most famous or infamous movies of all time. Uh, it was well known at Cannes. It got banned for a lot of reasons. There's a lot of like really hardcore sex in here. I think a lot of unsimulated sex. I think this might actually be, despite the fact that a lot of people revere it as a classic in cinema, I think this is perhaps the worst movie I've ever seen. I would say no one should ever watch it, but I did compose a haiku about it, and I believe it goes 575, and I've had a couple Guinnesses so yes. far, so I'm not sure. I'll do the best I can. People love this film. Man and woman fall in love. She cuts his dick off. The next movie I watched was... Oh, you, a you buried the lead on that one. Sorry, what? Yeah. Uh, the next movie... You didn't I, tell me someone gets their don cut oh, off. Oh, here's, here's the best part. It's based on... Joel, Joel, I know you're out there. <laughs> Don't watch this movie. There's another part about this. It's all based on a true story. It actually happened. So... Uh, next movie I watched is a little something called Assaults on Precinct 13, which wasn't very good. Then I watched I Know Where I'm Going, a 1945 black and white... Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Assaults on Precinct 13 is basically maximum overdrive, but without cars. So, uh, it's it was okay. Uh, the music was kind of nice. Uh, niche director, uh, I don't know if he went on to anything big, but... Uh, oh, probably a fraud, the, dude. Yeah. You watched the remake, I see. No, no, I watched the 1976 How did Ethan Hawke perform in that? Uh... <laughs> Oh jeez, maybe we'll wait till next week to. Find How do out. we feel about Ethan Hawke in general? Like uh, that's, that's a discussion it's, worth it's having. It's a coin flip for Look, me. Like, he know? was in Training Day, yeah. but also he was in a lot of other things. E Ethan Hawke. I'm not saying he should have been nominated for first performed, but he should have been, and I'm <laughs> furious about it. But it's fine because we're not going to talk about the Oscars. It's fine, right? Because we're not it's mad. Fine. About it's fine. It's, it's fine. I, I said it's I'm fine. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. With my it's real congratulations to our best director, Adam McKay. <sighs> okay, oh. so. Oh so God! I'm pretty sure 13 is actually, I think, one of the most interesting things about John Carpenter's filmography is not watching him chronologically. Like you can do that, and I'm sure you'll have a really good experience doing that, and you'll learn a lot about the way that he grew as a director and writer. However, if you just watch his stuff out of order, it's almost like a little bit more fun. Like if you see like in the Mouth of Madness, The Prince of Darkness, and Picture of a Little China, The Thing, Halloween, etc., all these other movies. And you'll be like, wow, this guy's really, really competent. And you go back to when he had, like, basically no money whatsoever and just had to do everything himself, like on Assault on Precinct 13. It's almost interesting seeing this guy who has basically no resources and is still able to make a movie that's better than almost everything else that came out that year. Like, it's... A, it's it's, it's a simultaneously... It's simultaneously the most Carpenter movie and the least Carpenter movie. Yes. Because every single Carpenter gimmick is in this movie... But also, he's such a neophyte at this point that there's so much else that's in there that you don't see in other Carpenter that's just, like, borrowed from other films, and that's why I love this movie so much. So here's a good example. Um, Parker, you know how I feel really strongly about child abuse and, like, things happening to kids, which is why I hated In the Realm of the Senses so much. In the first third of Assault on Precinct 13, a little girl gets shot in the chest, and I didn't have a problem with it. It was just like an eye-opening experience. It was like, whoa, I have to take these bad guys seriously now. Uh, I described it to a friend at work who hadn't seen it, which is weird because he's a Carpenter fan. I, I mean, look at me. But um, there's a... I, I described the, uh, the uh, bad guys as basically zombie criminals, 
Uh, they just keep on going even when they're shot, and it still works somehow. Like I don't know why, but this movie is hundred percent. It's a movie yeah. is uh, more of a thriller that don't don't get mad. It's uh, <laughs> it's it just doesn't feel like it couldn't be described as sci-fi. Like you could almost describe it that way, just because of the way they keep on moving. And the other thing is that the score is really really good. Like I think that may have been the reason that he. Well, okay, maybe a bunch of reasons that he got the contract for Halloween, but that score is enough for you to be like, wow, I want to know what else he's going to compose because that's just like one of his better scores and he's produced a lot of really, really good ones. So I like it. I have to say I don't love it as much as his others. I can't put it in my top five. And it may be because I didn't watch it early on. Maybe if I had watched it first, I'd probably put it in my top five. But everything about it, I really appreciate it. And if you don't appreciate something like this, then I think you have a lot to learn about film. Next time. Well, it's a good first attempt, but luckily he went back to that with Ghost of Mars <laughs> and improved it. <laughs> so, to your point about watching these movies out of order from him, I think the biggest takeaway for that for me is like, God, I wish Rowdy Roddy Piper was in this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No one in this movie went on to do anything else, right? Like, this movie is very well cast and like very well acted and very well shot, but like, man, if I got a Roddy Piper in this movie. Holy fuck. Okay, so I next I watched a black and white British movie called I Know Where I'm Going from 1945. It's supposed to have like That makes one of us. Yeah, it's supposed to <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to have like the tightest script ever written. This movie's boring as hell. I do not recommend it. Yeah, it's as, fucking tight, yeah. dude. I, I think the one thing the I can't recommend about so it is the uh, the male lead has a wonderful voice. And I'm a voice guy, so I was just like, "Hey, good for that guy. Nothing else about it." And uh Oh no, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. I am currently recording this at a beach house in Ocean Shitty, Maryland, and I'm with a friend named Stephanie Stratus. Uh, Stephanie really wanted to watch it. She and I are big fans of the movie The Room, and uh, she, she wanted to watch a movie called Troll 2. So I said, you want it, you got it. And we found Troll 2 on Amazon Prime, and we watched it. Uh, you guys are familiar with Troll 2, right? Unfortunately. I, I have to admit, I actually kind of love that movie, maybe even more than The Room, mostly because I've seen The Room like a thousand times. But Troll 2 is just so much fun, and I think it's important to talk about why that movie just falls flat on its face. I think it's because of lack of communication. Communication is so important, so critical when you're making any piece of art with m multiple people working on it. And everyone talks about how bad the acting is. These are not actors. These are people who showed up as extras, and they were not allowed to change the script. They had to work with an entirely all-Italian crew who didn't speak any English. When you don't have the communication, you have to... That's what happens. You'll give a performance like that. And uh, there are some scenes in there that are just so much fun. That popcorn scene is hysterical to me. That, that dude just straight up pisses all over his family's... Um, just was a lunch <laughs> or dinner, whatever. Oh, that movie, to me, is a whole lot Have of you not done that? No, I've done that. It's it is a good movie. It's a it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to watch, and it's so funny how the director thinks that it's actually good. I think the difference between this and the room is that the room is a little bit more likable because Tommy Wiseau made that for himself. He did not make that to make money. He does not care that he's been losing money on it for twenty years now. All he cares about is like is movie of my life. Whereas uh, Troll Two was very obviously made to like. Oh, you know, you put this in a distributor, we'll make more money off this, we'll just capitalize on the success of that, you know, sort of thing. He he doesn't he doesn't care. All, he, all he's doing this for is the cash. And I to an extent that makes it a little bit more despicable, but uh, I have a soft spot in my heart for Troll too. I'm not gonna get like one of those crazy fans, but it's 
it is fun to watch every once in a while. That daughter is perhaps the worst actor in movie history. She's like the bad guy in Sorceress. Just that's the kind of acting she's doing. However, man, you should watch Sorceress. I, I will get on it. I you promise. I'll get on it now. However, when I uh, she told me, hey, could you like download Troll Troll Two? I was like, yeah, I have a source, and I downloaded it. But I checked the file. I was like, oh wait, huge mistake. I downloaded Troll, just Troll, not Troll Two, and not Trolls a little. Uh, so I was like, well, you know, might as well use this profitably. So I watched the movie called Troll. Parker, when I said I was going to get back on my bullshit, I didn't mean to accidentally get on your bullshit. This, Please stay out of my lane. This is a Thanks 1980s horror movie with a, with a song and dance routine. <laughs> Great. Parker, have you seen this? Is it Justin, Kelly, or both? <laughs> you would be surprised. It's actually another... I'll hang up and listen. It's actually a very popular uh, <laughs> a very popular singer. You will never guess. Sonny Bono was in this movie. <laughs> but he's not the biggest star here. What the f... There's some names on this yeah. cast list that I was not expecting. Julia Louis-Dreyfus in her film debut. It, it's... It, here's the thing... Uh, we don't talk enough about... Well, it's all downhill from there. Well, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, look, Julia... Well, actually, there are a lot of movies that are downhill from this. Uh, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus, first of all, no one talks about how fucking gorgeous she is. She is a beautiful woman. She's extremely funny. I'm sorry, what? Who doesn't talk about that? That's all I hear. That's all I never hear. Huh. Maybe we're around the wrong We live in different worlds despite being 50 miles apart, Chris. That's impossible. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, she's, she's funny. Not in this movie she is. But this is... This movie is hilarious, uh, mostly because... She's really talented. Not here, though. Holy fuck. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, so one of the funny stories is that uh, she went on like one of those late-night shows, I guess, like Letterman or something, and uh, he was like, hey, remember your appearance in Troll? And he showed her scene where she's in like, a leaf bikini frolicking through this magical forest inside an apartment building. It's like the dumbest shit you've ever seen. And she got, like, visibly annoyed that he showed it. And it was just like, I'm sorry. You know I had to do it to him. Uh, <laughs> Letterman rules, to be honest. Was it Letterman? Like, I, I, I don't know if it was Letterman. Um, I was never a Letterman guy, like, when it was on. But, like, every clip I see of Letterman now in 2019, it's like, okay, that guy's actually weird. Really I know funny. Parker will no, agree with me that uh, Letterman <laughs> taught me that it's okay to be weird. <laughs> Real time Letterman just came on the air like Hey guys so uh I cheated on my wife and they found out That's kind of fucked up huh I thought that so, was Dr. Uh, Disrespect Over to the news <laughs> Wait was Letterman the one who did like the, the Ten things that sound like really ominous When John Malkovich says them And one of them was just the word nougat <laughs> That sounds like a Letterman bit yeah Just hearing John Malkovich say It's time to go to bed Ted Danson <laughs> God, I he named out Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my real thoughts on uh, my real thoughts on Troll. The main character's name is Harry Potter. His son's name is Harry Potter Jr. This movie has statistically twice as much Harry Potter as any movie with Harry Potter in the title does. So, uh, overall, 6 out of 10, pretty decent movie, uh, underrated. That song scene is painful. All they do is just grunt along with the words. <laughs> so, Parker would have liked that. Buddy, same. 
Oh, we'll get to song scenes where oh. they run along with the words. Oh, <laughs> then I watched a movie by Ralph Bakshi called Wizards. Do you, are you guys familiar with Ralph Bakshi? I'm very familiar with being a wizard. <laughs> I'm two birthdays off, buddy. <laughs> I'm so ready to levitate like my good friend Joel. <laughs> Ralph Bakshi. Uh, Ralph Bakshi is very well known for doing a movie called Fritz the Cat, the first animated film to get an X rating by the MPAA, and it wasn't a pornographic movie. <laughs> is he well known? Because I've never heard of him until right now. Are you serious? You've never heard of him? He is He is indeed well known. I will stick Back my on your bullshit. I, he is well known. I think that's <laughs> oh yeah, that movie with the cats that fuck each other. Yeah, of course. You haven't seen that, man? Are, you seriously have not heard of Ralph Bakshi. Okay, it's the... It's, I literally have not heard right, of Ralph Bakshi. You are historically illiterate. Not it's fun, because when you say the movie uh, that, that, that Chris that watched out. where cats fuck each other, the follow-up question is, which one? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ah, uh, yes. Aristocrat... Aristocats <laughs> 2. Which <laughs> no. obscenely violent oh, animated feel a day. cat feel a day. That's one. the one. <laughs> there is a drawn-out sex scene. Uh, anyway. Uh, Wizards is, like, it's, it's sort of like a fantasy sci-fi sort of thing. Kind of like that really shitty movie that came out in 77. George Lucas. Whatever. And uh, it's... It's, uh, for most of it, it's okay. It's I think it's kind of like... Oh, you mean Howard the Duck? Oh, this, oh, wait, no. This came out in 77, and it's a fantasy sci-fi, and it has Mark Hamill. So, uh, the better of the two. He's really hedging his bets, huh? Yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, uh, it, it's okay. Like, there's... And you're gonna hate Village of the Dead. As it turns out, Ralph it. Bakshi is one of those guys where you Same. just ask each other, is he okay? Because, like, the fairies have really prominent nipples, and you're just like, oh, I get it, you know? It's... You can turn off a bit. Well, you gotta hand draw all those. You gotta get through those nights somehow. Uh, yeah, Where do you think the Tooth Fairy keeps the teeth, dude? <laughs> Future episode. And then but, this uh... fairy flies to the forest and she grows 15 feet tall and she fucking steps on me <laughs> with her big fairy heels. In for a anyway, wild ride. It's, it's actually... Some of it is interesting. I, I think if it had been developed a little bit more and I hate to say it, if it had been drawn better, it would have been better. But uh, I here's the, here's the part that really threw me for a loop and I should have known it because I've read about the trivia for a long time at one point the main bad guy is an evil wizard with skeleton arms and he turns on a projector and it just starts playing footage of Adolf Hitler uh, not drawn yeah the I'm on IMDB that, live action. and then the images yeah. sure I'm sorry is, is, this, is this animated footage of Adolf Hitler no 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 it's, the rest of the movie is animated to ask. that's live action and uh okay <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? It's like Roger Your only Rabbit, live shot is Hitler. Fucking Roger Rabbit, but with Hitler, huh? Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> so that happened. I was like kind of enjoying the movie, but only like halfway because I was just like, oh, it's kind of weird, kind of pervy, you know, sort of thing. And then that only this was animated better, like the cat sex movie, which fantastic. Please cut this later. But he put all those Jews in the dip. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> No one's for us and no one else. Leave that in. Leave that no, in. No, don't do it. You didn't do it. No. Damn. Please, God, leave that in. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. You hate to see it, dude. Oh Parker, God. dude, you're from Texas. They'll make you a congressman for that. Note to self, do not drink before recording anymore. <laughs> This has to stay in. This fucking has to stay in. If you cut this, I'll never talk to you again. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll compromise. I'll put it at the very end of the... 
Just put no, it in the no, middle the of comprom- the segments. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Compromise, but Donald Trump style this time. Put it at the front. <laughs> what a tremendous deal you just made. You, you, I am the master of the deal. In minute seven of Joel talking about replicas, just splice that in and then go back there. I'm definitely going to leave all of this in exactly as it is. This is perfect. No, I can't. I can't have myself laughing at this joke. Yes, you oh, can. You can have me saying it. Very cool. Yeah. Maybe very we cool. Fucking get it for once. Chris, if you edit this out, we're gonna fire you and find a new editor. Oh, I should not it. I, I should be so lucky. Editing is my worst fucking nightmare. You should see like the fur and brow I'm gonna have when I listen back to this. And be like, okay, guys, just stop talking. About it. Oh, gee, oh god, oh, I can't believe I thought that was funny. Oh, oh my god. god, how did that happen? Oh, oh, jeez, you hate to see that happen. Anyway, it's <laughs> the. Death. <laughs> Thank you for telling me to cut it before it Okay No, no, not like this Okay, so th- The use of Hitler in this movie was actually really tasteful Because Oh my god, what? <laughs> <laughs> so then Bob Hoskins walks up to the cat Wearing a little red coat <laughs> Yeah, the guy that made the cat fucking movie put Hitler in this movie, but actually it's good because... Uh, I will I will explain why he put Hitler in this movie. Ralph Bakshi... Uh, I don't want to know. I, it, it I'm actually, lying, I do, tell it me. It makes sense in context. Uh, Ralph Bakshi was Jewish, and uh, he he grew up with a lot of anti-Semitism in his day, and I think he was, he was one of those guys who grew up in... Parker, you've already said that uh, nothing good happened in the 70s. I think Ralph Bakshi agreed, and I think he was just trying to be louder and more like you know, angry than everyone else in the 70s, which good for him. Oh, just like everyone in 2019. Uh, sort of, <laughs> yeah. You know, and he would just try to put it out there. And the movie, like, it, it's it's not even like one of those movies where it's just like, yeah, these pe- it's like uh, those, what's those really shitty, what's that really shitty uh, sci-fi series, Star Wars, or whatever, where the bad guys are basically all Nazis. You know, this movie... The ex- correct answer is all of This them. <laughs> movie explicitly says, yes, he is trying to recreate the Nazis. He says, yes, we. at the end, one character says, we've defeated the Nazis. So, they're actually in this... Oh, well, good, they're gone now, right? Oh, they'll never come back, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did it. As to whether this movie is good... Mission accomplished. I, I that just, little cartoon cat just smugly smiling in front of that poor Native American <laughs> banging on that drum. <laughs> Just the whole time, Parker, I wouldn't really know that I pictured Top Cat wearing an armband. <laughs> <laughs> this all has to stay in. Hey, it's, it's the, <laughs> first, you if it's it the first person who's ever laughed at a Top Cat joke. Why is it Top Cat? <laughs> <laughs> what other cat would it be, dude? Meowth? <laughs> you know what? You know what? I take Prepare that back for sure. Meowth. Can you imagine them doing the Nazi march to the Pink Panther theme song? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Josh, if you're listening, can you imagine if Josh just jumped in Cucktown right now? <laughs> I'm just imagining it's the Pink Panther song and it's all these cats marching, and then Parker sees Bart the Bear and he freaks out. <laughs> <laughs> all of this must stay in. <laughs> I might make it its own segment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It's its own okay, so it's thing. the Holocaust, but it's just cats from the musical Cats. 
<laughs> we're rats, we're rats, we're furry and forlorn. We live in sewers, love in sewers, and our hearts are torn. If that is not in the comic book mouse, then what's even the point of this? What are we doing? I wrote an essay on that in college, I and I wish did. that I had known about the Nazi cat movie when I did that. <laughs> Rum Tum Tugger, we did it, we defeated the Nazis. <laughs> No, Mr. Mistopheles, please. I don't want to go to the shower. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. <laughs> you did this, not us. I Next week's episode, the Nazi cat I, movie. I just wanted on record that I watch more entertaining <laughs> movies than you guys do. My movies are always better for content. Anyway, Princess Carolyn has to get them Jews on the Underground Railroad with Schindler's List. <laughs> Speaking of Liam Neeson. <laughs> I heard of Frank Kelly. I, d- oh, did you- I oh. can't wait till Chris makes his record an apology podcast on Friday. <laughs> that reminds me. I don't know if you guys listened to part of my take, but I they oh, had uh, Frank Caliendo on, and he did an impression. I definitely did not listen to Frank Caliendo. Oh, I no, no, you. wait. This was actually good. He did. They were like, hey, can you just do a bunch of impressions for us? First of all, Frank Caliendo's best impression is Jim Rowe. Let's get that out of the way. And his second best one is he did an impression of... Uh, Liam Neeson, and they asked him to read the Ray Allen tweet in Liam Neeson's voice. Okay. Okay, you, you won me you over. To, I want you to think about my tongue. Switch it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. And the next one I watched, this is, it's kind of a buzzkill to end on this movie, because there's not much. Oh, good. There's not much. Alright, so back to Holocaust jokes. No, no, no. Now, what does he hate more, Mondays or the Jewish Menace? Go. Rumble teaser, please don't follow those rockets in New England. (laughs) Mufasa was killed by the Nazi zombies and overlords. Anyway. <laughs> okay, uh, the last one, and again, this is a little bit of a buzzkill because it's not as good for content as everything else, except for one major point. I watched a 1977 movie that takes place in outer space that has war in the title. That's right, I watched The War in Outer Space. And. That's not a real movie. It you is. buried the lead. It is, in fact, a real movie. It is a Japanese you movie. Lead. See, back when I told you I was going to watch all the Godzilla movies, this was in the related column at the at the bottom of Wikipedia. I was like, well, might as well download it. What if they have a giant monster? There is no giant monster. However... If only there was a way to check this beforehand. Oops. Anyway. No, I'll just watch the whole movie. I mean, what the fuck? It's all in Japanese, I know. So I decided uh, I would download it and watch it. And let me tell you, the opening theme song was so good that I went through the effort to make the only copy of that theme song that's available on the internet right now. So if you want a copy of that theme song, get in touch with me. It's all yours because it is one of the best theme songs I've ever heard. And as much as I like to disparage Star Wars, yes, Star Wars had a better theme song. There's your biscuit. But, uh... Other than that... I don't know why you always throw this bone at me. I don't fucking care. Because <laughs> you're a dog. Anyway, yeah, this, Star Wars is fine. Yeah, War in Space, boy. also... He's a good boy. Uh, <laughs> Who's not going to say anything racist? You aren't. <laughs> no, you aren't. No, you aren't. <laughs> okay, Alex, uh, what did you watch, if anything? Okay, so before I get to that, I just want to say that you saying you bringing up the war in outer space... Um, I'm going to spend for my remaining content bank. Parker, you have to watch Gunbuster before next week. It's like two hours Ooh, long. Ooh, nice. Episodes. I have that You'll download. love it. 
Oh, wait, no, I'm, You'll not, love I'm thinking it. about Gundam. Uh, Chris, watch it too. Right. Gunbuster rules. Right. You'll love it. If, you, if you're... If I told you it was Top Gun, but with Gundams... All right, I'm in. All right, there we go. But That's also, all, all the characters you are female. Us, you had us. You don't spoil it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> like, like, just watch Gunbuster before next week. Um, so I didn't watch much, and one of them is going to have a lot of overlap with Parker, and the other thing is something that doesn't need to be talked about that much. So I watched the first Fast and the Furious again because oh, God, I yes. needed to see it. I'm not going to say a lot because I feel like we're eventually going to do this as an episode, but guys. This is the best Vin Diesel's ever been in a movie. He's so fucking good in this movie. In which and that's the, like, the, the biggest thing the that I've forgotten. The first one, yeah. I think I have to... Yeah, he's... I, mm, it's, it's difficult for me to say that just because of Vin Diesel's career and what it's been. I think he's really good as a voice actor. I want to give him credit for uh, The Iron Giant, even though he doesn't do very much in that movie. But like he does characterize that role in a way. I think he is an underrated actor, based on everything that I've seen him in. However, to your point, I think I have an idea of where you're going with this. It's just the charisma that he has in Fast and the Furious, which is phenomenal. In this movie, he seems like the coolest man in the world. Yeah. And Vin Diesel, even in Triple X, can never claim that title. I, I agree. And yeah, he that's still a thinks he has that charisma. Boy. I think the biggest cool. thing about the original Fast and the Furious, as far as his charisma goes, if you were in Paul Walker's situation, even if you can't even drive stick, you would learn how just so you could be friends with Vin Diesel. It's to to go back to last week. It's part of the reason that this works so well as like a remake of Point Break with, with Cars. Because he's playing the Swayze role, and they're both so unbelievably charismatic, even if he's not as pretty, that you, you just can't help but fall under their spell. You want to be in that familia, desperately. <sighs> Salute I, me, familia. <laughs> I, 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 I do agree that he is very, very beautiful. That's He's got that going for him, but I also do not want to take away from his acting chops. This man is a great actor. Not just a good actor, he is a great actor. Uh, no, no, okay, I'll, I'll back this up with a number of things. First of all, I love him in the Chronicles of Riddick. I love him in the Fast and the Furious series, especially the first one. Uh, he's great in the Iron Giant, and I'll admit this, he is really good as Groot in... Uh, so, just to, to pause you for half a second, you would maybe think a little bit less of him in the Fast and the Furious series if you ever saw the second half of The Fate of the Furious. And also uh, if you saw Triple X 3 which I have. Oh, uh, well, okay, maybe he... It's, uh, okay, let him it's phone it off. in every once yeah. in a while. Tom Cruise has phoned it in before. Often. Yeah, but that's when the that's end of your... this podcast, I'm sorry, everybody. He's not wrong because I have <laughs> seen Jack Reacher never go back, yeah. and he was right. We shouldn't have gone back. <laughs> I have never watched it, and I uh, hope to keep it that way. The fight scenes in that movie are maybe the worst fight scenes I've ever seen in, in oh, no. any sort of action movie because it's all jump cuts, and it's just very clear that, despite being the star of that movie, he's like, alright, these three days are for my stunts, and if we don't get them, then they're not good. But he does them all, and he really shouldn't, because he wasn't in shape for this movie. Uh, I'm done. I'm done talking about Jack Reacher, never go back. Um, the other movie I watched this week, Parker, do you want to do Dragon Ball Brawly now? or Absolutely. Okay, okay let's do Dragon Ball Brawly now. Okay, so, full discretion ate a hearty edible before seeing this movie. <laughs> Hit me hard, almost cried three times in the Dumbo trailer. What'd you think of Broly? <laughs> you got the Dumbo trailer too, huh? Oh boy, that was, uh, that was a lot of emotions going through me. <laughs> that so little... first things first, I got applause for the Detective Pikachu trailer. Yes. So I did not. I was already out on this movie. <laughs> 
I knew it was gonna happen. The greatest fan experience of all time. Who is it for? Me. Who? And then I realized, oh, it's all of the people that are seeing Dragon Ball Broly with me. Look around you at your PAX theater full of 30-year-olds? like No, because I was, like, saying, like, sort of under my breath, but not really, like, who is this for? And shaking my hands like Pepe hands. And I look at my friend next to me just pointing at himself, and I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) Fine. You guys have your little Ryan Reynolds furry Pikachu. Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Thanks for inviting me to the movie, by the way. It was nice of you. So, my big takeaway from this movie, first of all, the Saiyan planet being blown up is the Japanese version of Batman's parents getting murdered, right? Yes. You, man, you have no idea. (laughs) I feel like as somebody that is very, like, casually related to Dragon Ball in general, that I've seen it nine times. I mean, I get it, because they tried to retcon some of it, and if they wanted to start there... Yeah, this movie is a retcon, right? Like, 100%? Okay. So the lore is, like, all the Dragon Ball Z movies, like, all of those, none of those were ever canon. So Broly was never canon, Cooler, none of that shit ever was. I thought King like, Cold was canon. He is, but he's in, like, four episodes till he gets murdered right, by sure. future right. Sword Boy. We don't need Doesn't to talk matter. about this. None of this like, We don't need to kill Chris tonight. No, I mean, he did choose Howard the Duck, so... Uh, uh, good point. All right, let's kill Chris. So, King Cool. So, we open with King Cold landing on planet Vegeta. Chris, your thoughts? He was a very old soul. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, so, uh, there's a lot of backstory. Boring. A lot of talking. And then, there's not, fi- it's not that much. Minutes. I know, it's, it's not that much. Yeah. But once the fighting starts, it's what seems like about 50 minutes of just screaming and bright colors and people being kicked through mountains so did not disappoint that is what i went there for it's so cool that this movie takes place ostensibly in antarctica but within like 20 minutes of the fight starting their power levels are so high that all the snow is melted and it's just like regular mountain terrain at one point they just punch each other so hard like reality just breaks and no one they're just like ha huh, what's that and then they punch each other more and they end up in a desert it doesn't matter they so just Parker, <laughs> yes. You watch Dragon Ball uh, Super, right? Most of it. I haven't finished it, but I mean, it's Dragon Ball. Who the fuck is that dog guy? That's the god of destruction, buddy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. All I know is I said this in the theater to the people on both sides of me, and they both were like, "Oh, well, actually, he's an Egyptian cat." And yeah, and like, don't worry about it. I just I'm wanted not, to know who the dog guy was. It's not it's, falling okay. for that trap. It's fine. Okay. It's so, so this movie has like a four foot tall green lady that is clearly supposed to be a sex symbol. Did you, you know enjoy this? like the three close ups were bent over for some reason? Yeah, yeah. What, what's it was name? funny because with twenty minutes purposes. left, yeah, with twenty minutes left, I looked at my buddy. I'm like, show the green lady's ass again. And within thirty <laughs> minutes, within thirty seconds, they did it. The twice. movie hurt you. It's like okay. Hey, yeah. Japan knows what you're there for. Japan but always still she's wait, green I, I, and kind of androgynous. Wait, wait, so... Parker, are you saying that Alex showed up to this movie just to see an ass shot? That doesn't match up with what he said last week about the Harley Quinn movie that he loved. <laughs> <laughs> that I loved, yeah. Yeah, I got so much more. I got that ass making sounds, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that ass that I own. That ass <laughs> Thank you, Tiger. <laughs> Very cool, thank you. Tiger. Own that shit. <laughs> it's so cool that like 
Broly is one of the highest grossing anime movies like in US history. <laughs> Like Chris, it's made I, so it, it's made more than every single Miyazaki movie, which is goodness. very powerful. Did uh d- does Chris know anything about the plot of this movie? No. Have we I don't think he knows anything? anything about the plot of Dragon Ball except That's that Chris. there are Dragon Balls and Chris, that they make him watch I have bad a movies. Idea. <laughs> Chris, I have a question for yeah, you. So the humans on Earth have gathered six of the seven Dragon Balls. Frieza, the ostensible bad guy of the series, steals their Dragon Balls and their Dragon Balls. Son ring. of a bitch. This might, this <laughs> no, might be a, a moment of, uh, of, of uh, panic for you as you remember <laughs> this happening to you. But he steals them. He finds the seventh Dragon Ball. Do you know what he wants to wish for? He wants to quit the podcast. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> what does he want to wish for? For me to watch He wants to wish to be a couple inches taller so people won't call him a manlet anymore. <laughs> Guys, it's this so movie cool. is about a manlet trying to become a Chad. <laughs> His plan is foiled, and then strong Chads scream and punch each other through mountains for an hour. <laughs> so essentially what I'm saying is six stars out of five. So are you saying that Cam probably went to watch this movie and saw the purple anime lady, and he just went up to her and went, lady! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, my wife. Jack <laughs> <laughs> <Dr>. Shimaj. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then he oh, went on damn. to play Howard the Duck in the movie Howard the Duck. <laughs> we'll get to that. Alright, so... So the first, like... This movie's what, like, a hundred minutes long? Longer than it should be, because most of those Dragon Ball movies are like eighty minutes tops, which is yeah. No, but like, it's preferable. fine. It, it works with it. Like, there's yeah, a little I mean, bit too pay- much backstory, but like, if I'm my, I, I the say theater, that only to bring up the fact that the first seventy-five minutes of animation look like they're from the eighties. Like, Buddy. remember how when we watched the Harley Quinn movie, I was like, "This isn't that bad," because it gives me nostalgia for nineties anime. Yes. Yeah. This also gave me nostalgia for 90s anime, but I was seeing it in IMAX, so I was way more pissed off about it, instead of it's, watching it on my shitty laptop screen. It's funny, because it looks better than, like, any Dragon Ball series ever has. Dragon Ball looks much worse than you remember, I promise you. i some sure I'm gonna find the, out in the next six the, months, but... Some bits in the very end of Super look alright, but, like, outside of that, it looks like dog shit. The so, last yeah. 20 minutes or though, they clearly flex in that IMAX budget, because oh, you get man. a lot of CG, and a lot of noise, and it kind of, like, blows you back in your seat, and it's like, oh, cool, this is exact, excuse yeah. me, exactly what I wanted and didn't expect to get. There is a lot going on, like, look, you're in a theater to watch these strong men punch each other, and scream and punch each other, and they deliver, like, there's no pulling the rug out from under you. It's also, exactly what you want it to be. Also, and I said this to Parker, thankfully, because I, I saw this opening night, because I'm a true fan, unlike Parker, who was a fraud. Um, Correct. I mentioned, I mentioned this to him before he saw it. And for all three listeners out there that follow along with all these episodes and watch all the dog shit movies we watch, the guy that voices Broly in this movie might be the same guy that voices Big Daddy Mars, <laughs> because they sound identical. You know, when we did Ghost of Mars, I could not place what head. And now you've connected those dots. It is the exact same voice. Because <laughs> Broly, of course, was one of my favorite Dragon Ball Z movies. Mostly because, like, all of them are garbage. Save for, like, three of them. So that was one of the ones I watched a lot as a kid. And yeah, it is a dead ringer for him. And that's just my head can like, forever. Even the the vocalizing, like, the random characters with his deep fucking voice. And then his hair turns green and it's like, okay, yes. sure. 
<laughs> oh my god. What specifically, friend? Talk about <laughs> Howard the Duck. And not Roadhouse, which is the movie I selected. He's a big bully. <laughs> He's got a big head. <laughs> An hour and 50 minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. It's, That's it's fine. Okay. We talked briefly before this started about ideas for choosing movies going forward. Yeah. And hopefully, no this matter what we come up with, one day, Mom. it's better than watching this. <laughs> yeah, that was my biggest regret after choosing this, because I had seen this before, and I was just like, wow, I'm going to talk about this on a podcast one day. And I did not know nope. it was practically two fucking hours. <laughs> Just imagine it's nine-year-old Chris saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Closer to eight years old. Probably. Someday podcasts will be a thing, yeah. and I'll talk about it. Uh, Great. Anyway, uh, so, uh, are you guys familiar with Howard the Duck outside of this movie and outside of Guardians? Of the nope. Okay, so apparently, <laughs> apparently it was a. I don't know. I don't read comics. But apparently it was based on the comic book where a duck travels to our dimension and he is a duck with humans around. Sounds like a, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a great idea for a movie. Uh, why not? What could possibly go wrong? So, uh, so I would like to, I would like to submit my, uh, my first line of notes on this movie. <laughs> right, go for it. I didn't know what I was in for other than the fact that there was a duck and that pedophile, but not the Nickelodeon pedophile. So my first note is, so this movie opens with a duck jacking off, and then a dimensional portal, and then the duck gets kidnapped by Frank Zappa's band. Chris, your thoughts? Are you trying to make a joke about the GTOs? Because it was not them. Anyway. Uh, I, I want to talk about, you're, you're going a little too fast for me, because first of all, you ignore two, two, count of no, two. We're getting, we're getting there. I just needed to get all that out in one sentence. Of duck tits. What the fuck? There are a lot of tits yeah, in this what movie. what was going on with and that? they're all this is, on ducks. I'm pretty sure this was PG-13. And they were just like, yeah. How? I, yeah, this is PG-13. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, in the first scene, like before... Off to him, yeah, I mean, yes, obviously. Before yeah, the credits were yeah. even done, when they're panning across his room, and you see the poster for Breeders of the Lost Stork, I almost just like, hey, man, I got strep. I can't <laughs> record. Sorry. Like, fucking... <laughs> And then he started jacking off to duck tits, and then there were more duck tits. And then he ended up in Cleveland, and I have not known peace since that moment. So, a couple of questions here. Uh, the first one is, and this is coming from a perspective that you guys aren't really familiar with, but speaking as a Chad, uh, he has a woman on his voicemail that says, Hey, I, was, I had a sexy dream about you. Come over to my apartment so Must we can be make nice. fuck. And it's dead. Instead, he's just like, no, no, no. I have to release the dragon one way, and that's to look at Play Duck. You get it? I don't... I, why wouldn't he just have sex? Why would he... Anyway. Uh, I, I keep saying that to, to like Cam. I say, hey, if you want to have sex, you should just go have sex. Why don't you want to... And he gets really kind of... Mr. Roger, why don't you anyway. just go have sex? Excuse me. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I think the biggest problem with that opening scene is, first of all, this movie is sort of built like, here's here's a comparison. I think, Parker, you're a little bit more apt for this. Great. Uh, remember the very first Teenage Mutant Ninja I need this to be a backhanded that's, insult. That's a, I fucking hate you. This is no, more no, your no, speed. No, no, no. Remember it's, this I, movie for children? 
Wait, wait, wait. I, this is a compliment because I think that's a good movie. Like, it's. Remember how it sort of, like, built them up? Like, holy shit, like, where are they going? It's, I can't wait to see them in, like, live action. This is going to be so cool. And then you see them, they come out and they're like, whoa, that's awesome, you know? It's like, it's it's sort of built up. It's like, and there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There they are. If you're a kid, or even if you're just, like, an adult fan, like, someone, <laughs> then it's, that's kind of cool. But. In this movie, <laughs> this movie, it's like, hey, hell yeah, guys. it's the humans. <laughs> I was waiting oh, for this. Oh fuck yeah, guys. Clevelandites no, are actually, here. <laughs> I wonder if El Presidor will show <laughs> oh, up. Oh my god, imagine <laughs> fucking tree fragging that stupid duck in the first five minutes. Imagine it. <laughs> oh, imagine if he's someone. Dre- who I, I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about Cleveland as a character. I'm, I'm, let's be honest. If Jeffrey Jones had turned into El Presidor instead of an alien, better movie. <laughs> But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he kind of did that. It's this weird noise. Yeah, it's actually kind of... You know. Boy, I hate this now. Um, Thank you. Get, just imagine, yeah. like, Jeffrey Jones has yeah. voice going, now. Mike Pet. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pet name. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's driving um, her down to I that think... base and his fucking seatbelt ding keeps going off. <laughs> So, so we're on Duck Planet, and Duck Planet seems like a pretty cool setting for a movie. No. And then we're immediately ripped out of Duck Planet. <laughs> he gets kidnapped by an 80s band. And for like 30 seconds, I'm like, you know what? The 80s are kind of cool. I'm fine with this. Uh, and then a rape almost happens. It sure does. I, again, you're going a little too fast. I still want to talk about that sort of big reveal moment. The, the movie establishes in the first three minutes... Okay, everyone in this world is a duck. Your main character is a duck. And then the music swells as the light turns on him. And you see, look in all his glory. It is an honest-to-God talking duck in a three-piece suit. You're just like, I don't care. I don't know who this is. I can't imagine that Howard the Duck was like a really popular character in the 80s. Uh, Maybe I'm just missing out on that whole sort of cultural thing. But I had never heard of Howard the Duck before this, you know? Same. I, I have no fucking idea who this, this character is. This is so weird to, to me. I've never read any of the comics. I assume, and I think I'm doing the movie way more credit than it deserves, that maybe Howard the Duck the comics were like really good or something. Maybe there's a lot of satire. Maybe they were really funny. Whatever this movie is or is trying to be, I'm I'm not sure. Again, I'm giving them as much credit as I possibly can. Chris, I'm so happy you brought this up. I truly am. Because I did some research just for you. Oh, you read comics? Oh, no. Books. Oh, yeah. No, no. I went to Wikipedia. And I f- went to the page for the Marvel Zombies comic, and then I got to the part where it said Zombie Howard the Duck killed Ash from Evil Dead, and my eyes just rolled in the back of my head, and I've been dead ever since, actually. Must be nice. Zombie okay, Howard so the Duck killed Ash. you didn't have to watch the rest of this movie. Nope. So, guys, this may be an example of me being on my bullshit, but I think you might agree with me. Why wasn't this movie just animated? Because industrial light and magic, baby. <laughs> It's, it's just, so, is it a hot take to say that the duck puppet looked pretty good? Yeah, I would say it looked good, but not great. And in fact, good, but not good enough for me. Uh, maybe it's because I've, Parker and I have seen a lot of movies with animatronics, both uh, on our own will and Understandable. Uh, against our will. But I think I just keep looking at the fact that this came out in 1986 and going, oh, wow, this actually looks way better than I expected it. So the, I was expecting like all of like, the meme duck images that I've seen on the internet because I've never seen this movie So the biggest right problem now. with the duck puppet is the eyes. The eyes are just not expressive enough for what the character is saying. But everything else the, the duck puppet does is fantastic. And it may be because someone's inside the thing or whatever. And uh, I guess the hair scenes are... The, Sorry. So I have I have one note of the duck puppet, yeah. and I timestamped my notes after Parker mentioned something that happened at a certain point. <laughs> and like 
18 minutes into the movie, apparently, I wrote, why does the duck look like Donald Rumsfeld? (laughs) (laughs) It's all I could see the rest of the time. Damn it. Okay, so the movie tries a little too hard in a number of spots. First of all, with the score. It, like, listen to how hard the trumpets are straining to try to carry this movie into being something great. At first, I thought it was a joke, because you can sort of tell that that opening, like, uh, that monologue that guy does, in the beginning, there was Howard the Duck. I I can tell you're telling a joke there, but the music is trying a little bit Someone wanted this to be a real movie, 100%. Yeah, several people did. Uh, George Lucas wanted this to be a real movie. I'll get to his ass in a second. Of course he did. But, uh... Like, the movie is, there's a lot of problems. Here's a big problem. So he gets sucked from Duck World into Human World, and... Sucked into Cleveland. Yeah, of all the places to go, it's Cleveland. And as soon as he lands in Cleveland, the movie turns into a psychedelic nightmare. It's just, it's way too fast. There's way too much going on. I don't know what is going on. Look, if if a duck in a three-piece suit and a cigar landed on my motorcycle and asked if I was ready for an incredible story, I'd swerve into oncoming traffic. <laughs> like, oh, cool. I'm dying. Great. This is it. <laughs> so, raise your hand if when he gets socked into Cleveland, you immediately Googled film set in Cleveland. I wish I had. To Cleveland today. This is Cleveland. a powerful list. So, I thought of two immediately, which were Major League, of course, and Almost Famous. Checks out. But there are some incredible entries on this list, including one that Chris experienced called Drafting. (laughs) Forgot about that. Same. Thank you. When I was looking through the list and I saw film set in Cleveland, Detroit Rock City, (laughs) I lost my fucking head. Why would you film in Detroit, though? I think the only movie I know that was filmed in Detroit was um, uh, Don't Breathe. I love that movie. List yeah, of Detroit movies. No, that's probably best off the top. I saw that video, that viral video of like a drone flying through Detroit. If you willingly live there, you're a fucking imbecile. I have bad news about uh, how the economy works, friend. <laughs> I, I just realized as those words tumbled out of my mouth, but at least that's not the most Why do poor people ever. choose to live here? Why don't they just teleport to Duckburg or whatever? This oh my god. This guys, I wanna I wanna read some of this just short list because this is incredible. So eight mile, obviously. Yeah. Action Jackson. Oh. Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> oh god, what was that? Uh, f- that says exit wounds. Okay, now we're talking. That says Evil now Dead. We're talking. That says don't breathe. Evil Dead was not filmed in Detroit. That says Garfield the movie. Great! And the one I immediately thought of, Four Brothers. Oh, wait, uh, that that list is that list is inaccurate though, because Evil Dead was not filmed probably in, Evil Dead was not filmed in Detroit. It was filmed in, in a different area of Michigan. Oh God, it cares. I think it, was... it counts. <laughs> it actually, no, it was in a suburb. Michigan. There is a huge difference. Are you trying to fucking play this right now? I'm sorry, that says Scream 4, so my eyes are... Just Next week's episode, Scream 4. More <laughs> David Arquette than my fucking day-to-day life. Listen, you leave Google out of this. <laughs> I'm the Detective Dewey of this podcast. Houston, oh my Dallas god, was it Follows people. a Detroit movie? Oh, look, Dallas made Robocop, that's all that matters. Checkmate. I mean, what's the difference between Dallas and Houston? That's what I thought. Anyway. More so traffic, one honestly. The, one of the biker gang guys says, when he sees that talking duck, he says, and I wrote this down because I had to, he says, I've been doing too much toot. 
I yeah. I also heard the word too. Yeah. Right. He says I've been doing too much too. Parker, you do a lot of drugs. Uh, <laughs> what is too? <laughs> I ingested a heavy dosage of toot before going to see Broly. <laughs> <laughs> So, legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, as much fun of, as we're making of the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie, it kind of sets up a better movie than what we got afterwards. Oh, yeah, oh, the yeah. first 20 minutes is the only watchable yeah. part of this movie. In yeah. in my notes, I have, why, uh, why don't I hate this yet, followed five seconds later by, never mind, the truck just honked like a duck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a few problems. I, I think part of the thing is, like, there's sort of that fun moment of uh, time capsule, you know? Like, the 80s, this is a very, very 80s movie. Like, their hairstyles are just very, very 80s. God, poor and Leia Thompson. The, Jesus. That, the fact that she uses yeah. the word sleazoid. Remember when people would use words like sleazoid? No. No, I wasn't alive. I we called people other names when I was a kid. Well, you're, yeah, but you're from Texas, so... I love gamer terms. <laughs> Heated sleazoid moments. But, like, okay, but seriously, getting back to my point about this movie being animated, I, there's a couple moments in here where it'd be, like, sort of obvious choices. Like, so he's lying on her couch, uh, and he she goes through his wallet, and she pulls out the dollar bill that has a duck instead of George Washington. If you animate this movie, that that joke is, like, a split-second, like, Easter egg. It's like, oh, if we pause it, there's a duck on the dollar bill instead. In this, they hold it on that dollar bill for, like, eight seconds. Then they go to, like, a tiny condom. Now you're thinking about him having a duck dick. No. They hold on the dollar bill and also the mallard card and the blooming ducks. You fucking yeah. get it, Chris? They're duck yeah, things. Again, the, all those jokes are, like, a split-second thing if this is animated. Okay, and so let's talk about the condom. Why isn't it wrapped? <laughs> Why is that condom not wrapped? Did he that use that condom? Really good Did he use that yeah. condom and put it back? Yeah, he washed it out. If you, you know, were a duck, like... maybe you could answer this. <laughs> like, when she pulled a tiny, possibly used <laughs> duck condom out of his wallet, a fucking cold chill went over my body. Like, someone just <laughs> fucking walked over my grave. It here's, is the most the, here's the, haunting here's the thing. worst part. The worst part is her reaction. She just goes, Howard? Like, like she caught him stealing a piece of pie at midnight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's got dungeons in the inside of it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that is... Ugh. Like, she yeah. should be fucking locked up like E.T. in those fucking government tubes. You have touched <laughs> alien duck cum. Congratulations. At least that's the most disgusting thing that'll happen in the movie. You are patient anyway. zero for the fucking virus from the stand. Great. So she decides to stuff him in a trash bag and bring him to her scientist friend. <laughs> <laughs> Great performance from Jonathan Lipnicki's dad. <laughs> Dude from Shawshank. It's just like, duh, I don't know. Quack, quack, I guess. <laughs> Tim Robbins makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> the fuck is this? The worst part of the movie fucking, for me is I would have rather he played the duck. <laughs> yeah, why did he do frame do awful, like, quacking Donald at this duck child in a duck costume? <laughs> Just going right up to that thing that fucking Billy Barty's inside that duck This fucking This is the moment where I realized how much I hated this movie. Because I didn't hate it before this. Despite all of its flaws, despite all of the dumb shit, I was like, oh, this is kind of enjoyable. Maybe this will be good content. And then we met Jonathan Lipnicki's dad, the scientist. And he just approaches and this just fucking joke on God and tries to quack at him to get him to talk back. <laughs> 
fucking hate it. I hate it. I, it's about this point where I just I just write down we're thirty minutes in. What's the fucking plot? Because I don't know. There's I don't know. There's a <laughs> there's a good thing to say about uh, consistency in terms of tone. If you look at a, a lot of PG thirteen movies that come out these days, people have sort of learned that you try to keep your tone consistent. Uh, some movies will like go balls to the wall what they're trying to do, whereas some movies will be like, okay, this is just barely PG thirteen. This movie goes all over the place. There is a used duck condom in a wallet, and then there is Tim Robbins making duck noises through the puppet. You know, it's like they're not really balancing it all very well. I'm not sure what they're trying to do. The more I've read about Howard the Duck, which again is very only scant research. I'm sorry, this is not very accurate information, but I know he smokes a cigar. He constantly wants beer. He has, I guess, sex. But at least he uses protection. He tries to fuck that unemployment officer. I will get to that in a second. But uh, he, yeah. like, I mean, he <laughs> seems like a more adult-ish character. Why not make him seem somewhat mature? Instead, he goes blah and, and like waves his fingers at a bunch of kids. That's not. I, I don't know. It just doesn't this work. This is I don't, PG, I, by the way. So this? enjoy that. Oh, it's only PG, not PG thirteen. Think about that for a while. This is PG. It's Are got titties. Yeah. That. It's wow. got titties and beer. And the eighties. Oh, eighties anyway, are a different yeah. time. Yeah, I guess. Jeez, that, that's wild. To me. Imagine taking your kid to see Howard the Duck and just seeing all these duck tits. Yeah, I would. Like, how do you explain I, that? I, I know I say this a lot, but honestly, who the fuck is this movie for? That's a really good like, question. How I do you not walk out? You guys realize that ducks don't nurse their young, right? <laughs> I, I have to admit, I didn't know. That. I'm not a biologist. They don't so fucking I, talk either. What are we doing? They come from eggs. Well, I, okay, I know they the come from another mammals. planet, Alex. That's what I said. That's I was. I, I know they're. They don't have titties. Very good. <laughs> they but, come from a whole uh, planet. There's a narrator and everything. They have movie posters and mallard in cards. In fact. It, maybe they uh, nurse Alex, there. If you, pay, you don't know. If you pay attention, Fuck you will notice movie. that Tim Robbins shows that the way that they evolved over time, there must have been a common ancestor. So, oh my god. Hence, duck tits. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get some duck pussy this weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna stay home, me and my mallard. <laughs> So she, she ends up fighting with him in broad daylight on the fountain and just says, well, if that's the way that you feel, you can wall in your own self-pity. She's talking to a talking duck, and she just is way too accepting of this fact, and it's all very, very when he's When he's trying to explain the biology, all I could think of was into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Maybe they're in the Mr. Hands universe. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so they, the, they they fight, and he leaves, and he's living in the rain, and he gets kicked off the bus, and a guy on the bus points him and goes, That's a duck! That's a duck, man! <laughs> I don't know why. That was me, actually. <laughs> is it, though? Yeah. I know who that is. <laughs> I know who that is. Like he's dude. the guy at the sex club who cleans up the loads, because that's his job <laughs> in the next scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, we were going a little too fast. We have to talk about... He comes across that, uh... Let's call for what it is. Kind of a racist caricature of a black woman at the unemployment oh, office. Jesus wept. Now, Alex, you say... You guys. Alex, you say he tried to fuck her. No. I can't believe... He didn't I'm, try. I'm, he thought no, about it. No, here's what he tried to do. His mouth went really near her ass crack. He was trying to... Goose her. The GDQ snake. I hate it. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> like, we've seen the tiny duck condom. 
Like, how are you going to show me this giant fat ass and think that that works? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's just physics, dude. Well, I think you'll take to it like a duck to water. I didn't even I even hope you time fucking choke. <laughs> I might have laughed at that joke. He's, he's cleaning up about human love juices in this sex spa. And, by the way, I'm pretty sure I saw a titty in that. He gets in a fight with fucking Marty McFly's mom. Two seconds later, he's mopping up cum. This is a movie <laughs> for children. <laughs> PG. PG. They, Parental guidance. And, and they toss him in that in that hot tub, like, ah, oh, here you go, fucking kids, you know, sort of thing. And the, that this... couple's just constantly making out. They're just being like, oh, what was that? Is that alien talking duck in a three-piece suit? Oh, well, back to business. <laughs> <laughs> this whole scene just happens. And then he ends up back at the girl's apartment, and a truck drives by, and we find out that Howard the Duck has PTSD, and it's supposed to be a joke. <laughs> yeah, uh... I, it's a little weird for me. I don't know if I can get offended at them making PTSD a joke in the movie about a talking duck. But yeah, <laughs> it's 1986 and it's a kids movie, did, so yeah, like I'm gonna let it slide. But let's talk about the fact that the duck clearly has PTSD for being sucked to this other universe. Oh yeah, and everyone points and laughs at him. Yeah. Uh, so here's another problem with the duck, which I don't know if this is a problem with the animatronics. I think it is, but I, I could be full of bullshit here. So you'll notice that Howard says. A little too much. He's constantly going Hurm, like he's Rorschach from The Watchmen. Like it, it's just oh, okay. not expressive at all. He's just constantly going Hurm. Oh, sorry, that was a joke for Alex. That's a better actor. Can we just talk about the fact that like he's just has no personality to his voice? He's just the most flat fucking thing possible. He's like, how do you really have a movie with the talking dog? Oh well, this is quacked up. Great, got it. So much energy. I'm no, you, oh, you missed like, the point. He, what a duck he would wants say. a beer. But you're right. There is no personality. People keep thinking that he does have one. Every single person I've seen who defends this movie. And I've met a couple. Who what? Like, oh, yeah. No, because I think they were fans. What of are their names? Well, I'm not going to give you their names for the sake of their own protection. But like, they like the comic books. And every single time I'm like, yeah, but what about that awful movie? Oh, They're that, like, that's just all that needs to be <laughs> yeah, said. Much, yeah. Do these guys also run around shouting about how they're Pickle Rick? <laughs> well, shut up. Anyway, uh... I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I think that what they think is like, oh yeah, in the comic books he drinks beer and smokes cigars. I'm like, so what? What does that make him? What, cool. What what a he's cool like normal Doug guy. Bill he's Murray. Awesome Isn't that fucking cool? No, Bill Murray. Sometimes he'll just be in a bar and fucking Howard the Duck will show up and pour you a drink and be like, yeah, no one will ever you believe you. You see a duck Bill and Murray's he whispers at you. No one's gonna <laughs> believe Bill you. Bill Murray's actually funny. You know. So uh, uh, maybe 20 years ago, hot take. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, we're, we're grading on a curve. It's 1986, okay? Oh, but, God, Life of hey, Speaking of grading on a curve in 1986, Jesus. we'll get to the part where the whole last hour of this movie is, hey, did you guys see Ghostbusters? I sure hope not. Because, boy. Uh, yeah, this is about the point where I wrote down on my notes, Jesus Christ, there are 80 minutes left. Yeah. No, I, got, I got more <laughs> to say. I mean, the real problem with this movie is that like, we could talk about how he has no character, the animatronics aren't quite good enough, but real problem when it comes down to is the movie's not funny. The animatronics and are the least a, of my problems in this fucking movie. Yeah, it's... This I, movie is almost two hours long, and the first hour, every joke is either a duck pun, or a human pointing at the duck and going, holy shit, that's a duck! That's every single 
joke. Yeah, and again, just nothing is funny here, and it's so, so hard to watch. Uh, Parker, you've mentioned this before about how it's really difficult to talk about bad comedy. Like, yeah. what do you even say? It's, this isn't funny, you know? It's it's almost like an exercise in finding things to talk about. It's like, hey, why isn't this funny? Hey, I got something to talk about. Let's talk about him and Leia Thompson back at her place. Oh, yeah. Let's we talk about it. Do we have we, to? Uh, there's nothing else to talk about. So the Imagine. First I, yeah, you're not wrong. I thought it was just a bestiality scene. I did not know it was a bestiality rape scene. So Put yourself in the mind of Alea Thompson's. You're reaching under this duck shirt. You're just rubbing his little duck nipples. And his hair is standing up like he's got a <laughs> fat duck boner. He's so nervous, he doesn't want to give in to the temptation, but you've decided, like, nah, this is happening. You are just about to launch yourself on top of his goofy corkscrew dick, and you look up, <laughs> and fucking Jeffrey Jones is in your house. <laughs> Can you imagine the state of mind you have to be in to not immediately kill yourself? Yeah, so works. coincidentally, this is roughly the part of the movie where my brain just checked out. <laughs> No, that's fair. I'll, I'll do my best to carry what happens after this. So, Howard the Duck was brought here by the Large Hard-On Collider. And, uh... <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Same. She almost fucked this duck, you guys. I barely almost, know her. She almost... Chris, when you watched this scene, were you hoping Nazis would show up? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you imagine if they had she, duck Nazis? She... Please, Nazis, please stop this duck sex scene from if happening. The pedophile from Beetlejuice didn't barge in that room. She was going to rape that duck. <laughs> See, actually, he's been a good guy all along. <laughs> oh. And here's why. Oh, Howard hit my quack walls. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote that down. Come on. All right. He did. So, 100%. Of course I, I did. I love it. I love it still. But uh, anyway, this movie does. Parker, did you know that a duck's quack doesn't echo? Well, that one. <laughs> Let's talk about Jeffrey Jones here. So, Jeffrey Jones is, for a while, the most dignified actor in this movie. And boy, doesn't that say a lot. Oh. And then he transforms into an alien. And you're just like, oh my god. See, so, to be clear, because I felt like I missed something. That happens within, like, five minutes of him being on screen for the first time, right? No, I disagree. That movie, that happens within five hours of him first being on the screen. That transformation scene takes fucking forever. I feel like I'm all this. sense of timing is I can't just fault myself. That's yeah. right. Yeah, timing is a flat circle. Like when he's driving, he's going through a transformation. I, I can't. Shut up. It's, uh, it's just Kobe. Forever. Just keep talking. Just ignore him. Anyway, <laughs> there's like again, I'm talking about like little things that could be funny if they're only shown for like a split second, or again in a different movie. Satan sluts. I think that is really funny. I think in a different movie that'd be hysterical. Here's a good one. Uh, they go to a restaurant that offers Cajun sushi. That's funny. That's funny. In a different movie. In this, I'm just like, oh my god, how much longer do I have to go? Jeffrey Jones is turning into an alien, and Howard the Duck is having a completely different conversation. You know, the most important... It's funny, because it, it's it's 2019, and Cajun sushi is probably a real thing now. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's some only in New York. fake only ethnic York. restaurant owned by white people. So the most important thing about this entire movie, the line that coalesced everything I feel about the movie, is uh, in the diner scene, where the waitress comes up, and they're all having a different, like, they're all saying different things, and the waitress asks... Are we all in the same discussion here? Like, Jeffrey Jones is turning into an alien. Leah Thompson's like, we have to save the universe from the evil monsters. And Howard is just like, oh, I don't want to eat these eggs. 
how am I, as a member of the audience, supposed to like latch on to anything that anyone is talking about? And most importantly, why am I supposed to care? Because he wants to go back to his duck planet. Don't you? Don't you care? You know, Parker, when I heard the heroic strains as a talking duck stuffs pies into the face of the diner rednecks, I thought about you. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's. that's I thought about a lot of things about. watching this movie. I had a similar thing where one line broke me, but mine was, quote, book em, ducko. That... <laughs> oh, I, I I actually have a line that broke me, too. It was just after both of yours. Oh, good. We'll oh, get God. there. What was it? When they're in the fucking oh, glider, and the guy looks at him and goes, you used to... F- your species used to fly in prehistoric times. <laughs> mine was close. Oh. Mine was when he yelled, Tora, 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 while dive-bombing people from a plane. <laughs> That's a real I fucking... I at that. I'm not gonna lie. Was, I was okay. awestruck. <laughs> I can't real. believe it's real in this PG-ass be movie. Alex would have Pearl Harbor funny. Alex would have done the same thing if he was in that situation. Parker, I want you to imagine a universe ruled by alien-possessed Jeffrey Jones with a long tongue. Oh my Jesus Christ. <laughs> Those poor children. Called the Vatican Gamer. <laughs> okay, so I have to let's talk about the glider scene. I completely forgot about this hour long scene where they ride this primitive ass Wright Brothers looking ass airplane. So fucking long. It keeps going. So okay, are you guys familiar with the movie? It's a mad, 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 mad world. It's like a four hour long comedy that apparently was like really spectacular. Apparently, James Rolfe says this is his favorite movie. I've, I've watched. I've it. heard. Of I hate it. most it's of the things he just said, it, in but I haven't scene. seen it. It's not worth watching. Yeah. It's a four hour movie, and an angry video game nerd loves it. Like, <laughs> oh shit. How it's does that relate to Howard the Duck? How mad is the world? I ask out loud in front of God and everyone. Oh, that's who James Rolfe is. Yeah. I didn't know his name. Yeah, that's he's angry video game. Uh, apparently, it's one of the most famous influential comedies of all time. They got a lot of really famous comedians to be in there, and it's not funny. At least not to me. It came out in like '63, and that kind of humor is just oh, not funny gross. anymore. But there's a lot of scenes that, whatever I think about this glider scene, that's exactly what it goes back to. There's a bunch of shit going on at the same time, and I have no idea who I'm supposed to follow. They'll have this large hard-on collider. It's like, oh, we got her strapped to the thing, and the lightning bolts and everything. And back to the talking duck and Tim Robbins being, like, about to crash into a car with his fucking Wright Brothers looking ass glider. It's just... Yeah, so that's the thing. Like when they uh, when they do the Smokey and the Bandit ass gag, where the 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 glider's like driving down the street and flies off over the lake, and there's those duck hunters with the duck calls, and then you see the plane come in. Like, I'm like, man, that's actually like, if in any other movie, I probably laugh at that joke way harder than I actually oh, did. Because like, that's a good example. There's something there, but in this fucking movie, when I've seen him in the glider for fifteen fucking minutes already like i don't know if it's the editing i don't know if it's the direction it's probably the writing well you know the movie wasn't long enough they had to really pat it out <laughs> yeah evidently they hit that you know, even when this hour movie came 50. out when, when this movie came out it was shocker considered a massive letdown and george lucas insisted that in the future it'd be revered as a misunderstood classic this the movie where tim robbins says trust your birdness oh Oh god. And that's how the Lions won the Super Bowl. So. <laughs> anyway, so my next note here, I think it matches Parker's word for word, in fact character for character. It just says, it just keeps going. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand. Now the this second half of this movie eternal. is eight hours long. This movie like, hurts. Yeah. There's no so plot much. for the first hour, and they're like, okay guys, here's the story. 
And it's still going now. It's the movie's it's, like, oh, we have to wrap this up. Wrap what up? Like my last couple notes are like, I don't know what happened, but I'm not gonna rewind it. I guess they won, because I'll be goddamned. Yeah, that's where I was at. Like, I had to pee with like 20 minutes left, and I didn't pause it. I'm just like, you know what? There's gonna be a duck joke or two or three. I'll come back. He's still not gonna be back in his universe or dead, so it doesn't matter. That trash ass raincore appeared. It's like, oh fuck. No one told me we were gonna get stop motion in this fucking movie. Ah, it's just. Oh god. Okay, so here's here's another one for you. So they're at the large hard-on collider, right? And the the big evil space alien bad guy comes in, right? And he looks bad, but compare him to the devil in Spawn, and he looks like a masterpiece. I mean, yeah, that's... I know it's damning God, when I love low standards. Me. I love low standards so much. I, I, well, look you know what, what? George Lucas is right. You know what? When you compare it to Spawn, people will look favorably on this movie. And that's why, Parker, you're going to watch Strange Magic next week. I don't know what that is, but I bet I won't <laughs> like it. No, I'm not going to make you watch that. It's a jukebox musical, and it actually Oh, me. God. <laughs> oh, just, like, clutched I, my heart instinctively. I have, I have mercy. Not much, though. So, here's... That gives me an idea. Three. <laughs> oh, no. I love ideas. The reverse crank. A lot of good ideas You're on this fine. show. You're fine. The boomerang oh. crank. That's all coming back to you. So, what? one of my biggest problems was, as the editor and progenitor of this podcast... There's a lot that goes into the editing process, and one of them is choosing like the little songs at the end here. I just know I'm going to have to download that Howard the Duck song that Cherry Bomb sings at the very end, because it's like kind of catchy. And then it goes into the worst squiddly diddly do like guitar solo <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's Chris. You're familiar with '80s music, right? Uh, yeah, in general, yeah, yeah. Or just music where people play guitars and not synthesizers. Yeah, synthesizers. Words are hard. Are they the '80s version of Smash Mouth? <laughs> no. Damn. The song's gonna be in my head all week, and I will never forgive you for it. How come the song is I'm worse than the song in yeah. Casper the Friendly Ghost? Oh my god. I hate anyway, that's episode. next week's uh, that's next week's episode. No, no, week. Vito. <laughs> Corleone, our next week's I will episode. fucking shoot myself in the foot like I'm dodging the draft. I will not do this. <laughs> you know, that one actually has a Crypt Keeper in it, so... Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Why does this movie exist? It just astounds me, because, like, no one wanted anything to do with this. I mean, let's be honest. You're going to watch the new Howard the Duck when it comes out. No. Yeah, you are. Fucking John Landis turned this down, and he just killed three people. Like, no one wanted to do this fucking movie. You know they're going to make a Howard the Duck movie, and you know you're going to He just it. fucking murdered two children with a helicopter. He's like, hey, you want this duck movie? He's like, yeah, no oh, thanks, Parker, man. I'll just, Parker, uh, don't just make me say it. it. I'll Please just ride this. Say it. I, I wrote it down, but I'm waiting for you to say it for me. I don't want to say it. Uh, yeah, you do. Don, how do I land this? Thank you. Like, imagine, like, having to go on trial for manslaughter. Be like, alright, I guess I'm not making movies for a while. Hey, it's me, George Lucas. You want to make this movie I'm producing? 
Nah, man. <laughs> Fucking keep it. <laughs> no, thank you. At that point, don't you just... When you get rejected by the guy who is responsible for three dead people, when he's like, yeah, no, probably shouldn't make that. Don't you just take your Star Wars money and just go fuck off for a while? He... Okay, so here's the thing. I think the idea here is that George Lucas had just made Star Wars, so he became the world's first billionaire or something. And then he was just like, well, I have all this money. It Maybe I could do, like, a personal project. Something I really care strongly about. Boy, I sure just do love... Just made! Like, Return of the Jedi was, like, what, 83? Yeah. Yeah, like, the trilogy was done. He was fucking... Yeah, well, that's the thing. He rolling. was a trillionaire, and he was like, I can make whatever <laughs> I want. So, hey, I sure do love these Howard the Duck comic books. I'll make a movie about him. And then he made... I feel like the pitch this. had to be, he walked into the office with the puppet already done, and somebody said, that looks fantastic, let's do it. I, and then the I rest disagree. of the movie I happened. think the pitch was, he walked into the office and said, I'm George Lucas, and they said, done. Hey, and I want to make a movie, like, everyone was still all right. on top of... I mean, again, he helped write, uh, and he executive produced Raiders of the Lost Ark. At this point, he was kind of on top of the world. You have to wonder how many people, like, saw his pitch for Star Wars and went, yeah, no, fuck this, and then the next time it came, like, yeah, just whatever, whatever you say, man. We're not losing I out think, this time. I think people are still doing that. <laughs> Alright, next week's episode, Red Tails. <laughs> Sounds like a British animated movie about cats who fuck each other. Anyway, um, let's... Thanks. Any final thoughts on Howard the Duck? It might honestly be one of the worst things we've done for this show. Like, like main uh, This is the first thing I've seen in a while that hurt my feelings. Like, and like, not in like a way where I have any attachment to a comic book character or George Lucas. Just like, those two hours of my life are just gone. Like, things like Jurassic World 2, Aquaman, Bright, shit like that, like, I could have some drinks and watch those and laugh at them. Batman, Harley Quinn, it's like 70 minutes. But this, like, if I ever watch this movie again, I'm in some jigsaw-ass trap and something terrible has happened. Like, there, I cannot conceive like, of ever in my life watching this again. I had so much fun mocking the first 20 minutes of this movie. And then there was just, like, an hour and 30 minutes after that. Like, what do I like, do with We that, joke right? about, like, oh, man, this movie felt eternal. The last half of this movie... It just I, keeps going. I kept looking down was... and seeing, like, it's only been eight minutes. I thought I was going fucking crazy. I was doing other stuff despite trying my hardest to pay attention to this, and it still felt like it was forever. I was doing things I enjoyed while this movie was on, and they felt slowed it, down. It's just one of the most unpleasant experiences I've had. My just biggest true. thing about this movie is that it could have been a decent, maybe not great, but it could have been a decent movie if it was... A, animated, B, a whole lot funnier, C, about a different character, and D, just a completely different movie. Agree. I love what you've done with <laughs> the puppet here. If you could change all of it. <laughs> that's essential. Also, make it shorter. Like, this should be half the length. I don't know, I didn't listen to last week's episode yet. I don't know if you left it in when I pulled it up and saw the runtime and screamed at you. But I stand by that. I can't remember, the but... Yeah. fucking nerf. Of this movie to be an hour and 50 minutes. He knows quack foo. Okay, it's actually called Thai Quack Doe. Let's move on to I... the playoffs. Uh -huh. So, Chris, I know you're excited to talk about the playoffs, so I'll just leave you the stage. Great. Uh, just what we deserve. Well, 
Take your victory lap, guy who picked Howard the Duck. Tell me how <laughs> great life is. Uh, it's good. It's nice. It's it's a shame that we couldn't get like a decent quarterback to compete against in the AFC Championship. The <laughs> most overrated quarterback of all time. <laughs> Don't forget. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. People do not know how hard it is to be a Patriots fan. Like we have to suffer through really close games that just come down to the wire. No one else knows what that's like. Listen, as somebody that just ordered an Aaron Hernandez jersey on rush shipping from China, I <laughs> am 100% on the same page as you. No one knows how hard it is to be us. And like our fr- good friend Joel, like he doesn't understand, like, it's different to have a team that's always garbage. He doesn't understand what it's like to have a team constantly winning and sometimes losing. It's it's so difficult. Well, now, everyone hates the thing it. is, he's never experienced edging, so he has nothing to compare it to. <laughs> <laughs> Could use a wizard like him with a playbook. Uh, I, that was a that was a stressful game. You know, everyone's talking about the uh, final play from uh, or that that missed penalty from the Ram Saints game, which I, I have to say it is so funny to see that same play when it's like zoomed out because it's just the most blatant thing I've ever seen in my life. It is the most Jeff Heath concussion missile I've ever seen. <laughs> he just sees a guy who's wide open. <laughs> It's so cool because every single interview is be like, "Yeah, I was trying not to let him touch on so I just ran into him as hard as I could." Like, not even it's try like and be like, "No, thing. no, I didn't do anything." She's like, yeah, fuck him. That's like the weirdest part is it was actually a really smart football absolutely. play because he would have scored a hundred percent on that oh, play. You have to take yeah. the penalty there. I mean, that's the only thing you can do in that situation. Uh, as far as the Patriots game, uh, yeah, I had a good time. So, uh, how did the betting go? Uh, the betting. I think everybody was one for two this week, but let me, I, I me am, go ahead and bring that I have no idea what I bet up for the Saints-Rams game. I, I forgot as soon as I closed out the tab. Uh, I picked the over, well, watched the first quarter, the and then went and saw Broly. That was my day. So I was on the Rams. Chris was on the Rams. Oh, Chris did go two for two. Parker had the over, so Parker lost, womp, womp. I think. Oops. I haven't actually done the math on this because I thought I had another week. But, uh, yeah, you guys both had the Pats... And I had KC because I was trying to reverse jinx them. So Chris got minutes this week. Yay! What are we doing for the Pro Bowl, boys? Okay, so for the Pro Bowl, we're going to do something a little bit differently. Because we, uh... As much as we love our minutes and our playoff wagering, we wanted to do something a little bit separate to sort of incentivize us to maybe care a little bit about the Pro Bowl. So there are three of us. There are six quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl. And what we're going to do is whoever ends up with the quarterback that has the lowest quarterback rating in the Pro Bowl is going to have to watch a movie. So we're going to go ahead and uh, random.org our draft order here. We're going to snake through these quarterbacks. After the order is decided, I'll let you guys know who the six quarterbacks are. So um, I am going to random generate a number one through three. Whoever hits the number exactly is going to go first. Uh, Parker, pick a number. Two. Two. I said two first. You missed oh, it. Two first. Sorry. I said Parker. Oh. You ha- hate so, to see Chris, it. Parker was wrong. You get one or three. Two. Ah, three. All right, Chris goes first. Okay, Parker, one or two? Oh, God. Two again, baby. Keep me. All right, I go second. Great. Okay. Well, that says Mitch Trubisky. Now, you hate to see that. Yeah. Our six Pro Bowl quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, 
Aaron Rodgers, and Mitchell the Bitch. Wow, that is lopsided. So we're not going by conference, like it's just all six at once? Yeah, it's just the okay. six quarterbacks. So Chris gets first I, pick I, and last I pick. I will take Chris. Patrick Mahomes. It's a strong pick. I will take Aaron Rodgers. I will take Luck. I will take... And who else? <coughs> Daddy Watson. Oh, Luck and Watson? Okay. I will take Drew Brees. Oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> I'll take Mitchell. Mitchell. There aren't any domes in Hawaii, gamer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in, it's in Orlando this year, buddy. Same thing. Yeah, uh, it's hot. Fun. My small hands can't handle the football. Alright, oh, there's liberals uh, there. Same. Chris has Mahomes and Trubisky. I have Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees somehow. <laughs> and Parker is Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson. <laughs> he just chose him because Editor's note, I will not be watching the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking same. Me neither. It's a shame that we couldn't do a bet where the punishment is you have to watch the Pro Bowl and get detailed notes on it. <laughs> Alright, five minutes on the Pro Bowl, go. <laughs> uh, okay, so are we ready to talk about what we're doing next week? Let's talk about what we're doing next okay, week. Okay, uh, Parker brought this one up. It's not exactly going to be M. Night Shyamalan month, although we could you know, theoretically do that. Instead, we're going to... play it by ear. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's still up in the air right now. We're making that pizza. Uh... Mm. The movie we're going to do was written and produced by M. Night Shyamalan, but not directed by him because the studios got sick of his bullshit. It's called Devil, and it takes place in an elevator, and Parker says it's good as hell. How do you not call that movie Hellevator? I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, know, just... I know. You're not wrong. <laughs> A little too obvious, I guess. Devil might be the worst. Twist, Devil oh, might be the worst. Too obvious, you say. <laughs> Buddy, you're in for a surprise. No, wait, has, uh, Alex, have you have not seen it yet? You know, I'm not sure, which is probably the worst thing I can say about a movie. Oh, like, I might have seen this and just forgot. I'm so ready for you to get through the opening credits. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It's like my favorite thing in the world. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> that's a poggers. I, I do think this is a, a movie that's a lot better than The Happening, and it's a lot better than The Lady in the Water. It's certainly better than... Oh, good! Movie. I was worried. But it's Good news, it's better than The Lady in the Water. <laughs> I'm, I don't care what you guys say. I still say Lady in the Water is the worst Shyamalan movie. It's one of the worst movies. Full it's stop. It's so arrogant. <laughs>
Fascismo e 